0: Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. God can do anything like he does every Sunday. If you want to be baptized today, we'll baptize you. Amen. You just need a direction or word from God. It's yours today. We want to focus specifically on those who are vexed by the devil and those who are vexed by sickness today. That all right, church? I feel it. Amen. As you remain seated, Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 8, verses 16 to 17. Today's word is entitled, God took our infirmities away. God took our infirmities away. Matthew 8:16 and 17 When evening had come they brought to him many who were demon-possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and he healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness Father, today I pray that faith that is in here would even increase more and more. I pray for somebody, Lord, that has been wondering what is going on in their mind and their life. Lord, let your light shine and expose the darkness that is in their soul. And may faith arise inside of them for deliverance. I pray for somebody that is plagued with an infirmity today, that they walk out of here healed and recovered, I ask. In Jesus' name, take us to another level, Lord, in the miraculous, I pray. Another level in signs and wonders. We need it. The city needs it. I pray these things in Jesus' name and let the church say amen. Amen. Jesus gave all to us. He gave us his life. And in that life was the life for men. He gave us hope. He gave us faith. He gave us love. He gave us gifts. For many of us, he gave us our sanity back. For many of us, he gave us our joy back. The greatest gift of all being he gave us salvation and citizenship in heaven. And that is the greatest miracle of all. That one day you and I, this world that is just temporary, the trumpet is going to sound and you and I are going to be caught up together to meet the saints up in heaven and be forever with the Lord someday. We have those things because God is not a keeper. He's not a miser. He's not a hoarder. But he shares and he gives willingly because of love. Because of love. Because of love. He looked down upon the world. He could have cast us off and disintegrated us a long time ago. But he said, I tried this, and it didn't work. I tried that, and it didn't work. I tried this, and that, and it didn't work. I'm going to become this is that and manifest into the man, Jesus Christ, and die on a cross myself for their sins and take away all of the darkness out of their life and give them life more abundantly. That's a God who gives. Praise the Lord. Now, God doesn't keep, doesn't withhold. He gives. But one thing he does do is he likes to take. Oh, he's a taker. Yes, he is. he wants to take some things out of your life today. He wants to take away your sin today. He wants to take away your shame today. He wants to take away your pain today. He wants to take away your guilt and take away your fear. And yes, he wants to take away the demons out of your soul. And he wants to take the sickness out of your body That's what he wants to take from you today. Essentially, Jesus would like to take away everything that the devil gave to you. For some of you, the devil gave you jail. God wants to take that from you. The devil gave you addiction. God wants to take that from you. The devil gave you depression. God wants to take that from you. The devil gave you fear. God wants to take that from you. The devil gave you anxiety. God wants to take that from you. I've come to tell you I serve a God that will take it away, take it away, take it away, and it will never come back. Praise the Lord. it's already happening in this place I saw it down here a moment ago you're in a place of a church where people that have seen the miraculous that have been delivered from death's door itself And not only that, but if these walls could talk to tell you the testimonies that they have seen. Oh, I wish this baptistry had a mouth that could tell without any names mentioned the sins that have gone down in that tank. If this altar could talk and could speak all of the things that could happen. Even out there in the halls, in the classroom, the signs of God are even here with us on this campus at 10400 View High Drive. We got a nice parking lot. We got grass, we got trees, we got a nice building, but you want to know one of my favorite things that we've got on this church. It's the first thing you see when you drive up and that's our dumpster. I love that dumpster. I love it when my office gets full of trash, usually candy wrappers from little Cohen, my son, and that trash needs to be taken out. But I got to tell you, there's something for me, spiritual and psychological about that dumpster out there. And there's sometimes I may have not have had the best week, and the first thing I see when I roll up into a live church is a dumpster. And you know what I do? Thoughts that I have that I don't want, put it in the trash. Feelings I have in here, trash, trash trash so i could come into the house of the lord and lift up my hands in his temple praise him in his holy courts and give thanks unto the lord and give him praise for he has been so good to me. i've come to tell you sickness is going out today in the trash demons are going out today in the trash that dumpster is going to be full today here on this sunday in july How oh, god wants to take away infirmity today praise the lord God hasn't wanted his people to be sick. He hasn't wanted his people to be oppressed. He's wanted his people to live in wholeness and wellness. The Lord gave this covenant to Israel. The Lord said, if you will obey my commandments and keep my statutes, if you will do this, I will do some things for you. The Bible says it in Deuteronomy 7. The Lord said to Israel, you keep my covenant I will keep my covenant with you and my mercy will be new for you every day. The Lord said further in Deuteronomy 7, God said, I will love you. I will bless you. I will multiply you. I will bless the fruit of the womb. There will be no barren mothers in the land. He said, I will give you great prosperity and the land will be fruitful. I will increase your cattle. I will increase its offspring. You will be blessed of all peoples. I will take away the sicknesses and the terrible diseases of Egypt from your people, and I will lay them upon those who hate you. The Lord said further, I will destroy those who come against you. That's what God wanted to do for Israel, to protect them from sickness, to protect them from disease, to protect them from their enemies, and make them prosper. And for many years, they enjoyed this covenant and this blessing But sadly, they opened up their borders to other foreign nations to come in and introduce their pagan ways and their pagan gods. And the Lord looked down upon a people who were hypocrites, a people who worshiped the true God but also made room for other false gods. And because this happened, God said, fine, you break covenant with me, I'm going to break covenant with you. And everything I said I would do, I'm not going to do no more. I'm just going to simply lift my hand off of it and see how well you do on your own, and the sicknesses from nations round about flooded Israel. Demons from the false gods that they worshiped got into the land. And Isaiah the prophet, a man of God who preached truth to the people, he stood up and foreknew through the spirit that one day great infirmity would come upon the land. But the story went in that way. Messiah, the Son of God, would stand up and take away the infirmities. Thus written in Isaiah chapter 53, where we read from in our beginning text in Matthew chapter number eight. Because they welcomed the gods of the world, because they welcomed the sinful lifestyle, the things that go along with this world and the sinful lifestyle invaded their churches, invaded their homes, invaded their ways, invaded their streets, invaded their forests, invaded everywhere. Israel was taken over in darkness. But the Son of God came as a great light shining upon that darkness, and that darkness could not comprehend that light. And you see it in Jesus' ministry everywhere he goes. He teaches about the kingdom of heaven. And then he would demonstrate the kingdom of heaven. And what did he do? He cast the demons out of their homes. Cast the demons out of fathers, out of mothers, out of children, out of the towns. And he healed all of their sicknesses. You know what the Lord is doing there? Restoring that which was lost. Because Moses in the old time wrote that if you will keep covenant with God, he will keep sickness out of your land. You will live in prosperity. You will be greatly blessed. And that is what Jesus was doing. He came there to restore what God intended all along. And that was to have people that were not plagued with infirmity, not plagued with unclean spirits, but a people that got to celebrate and experience heaven itself. That's why he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Meaning not God is far off. It's not the kingdom of heaven was in your past, or the kingdom of heaven is in your future, or the kingdom of heaven is in some foreign land, or here or there, but it is so close you can reach out and grab it with your own hand. (laughs) That's the good news, that God has not given up on this world. That God is not far from this world, but he is within reach for anybody that would reach out and grab him. And I've come to tell you today, God is not angry with you. God is not far from you, but he wants to do good news and something good in your life. And take away what the devil gave to you. Let me hear you say sickness. I hate being sick. I tell you what, no fun. But when you're sick, it's just a temporary setback. Maybe flat on your back two or three days and then you're back at it. Let me hear you say infirmity. infirmity. Infirmity is different. It is a sickness, but it's more severe. Infirmity is an ailment that is not a temporary setback, but a setback for your entire life. A sickness that you can have that you can't function with. You know, a lot of us, Probably this week, one day we had a headache, but we kept working. Maybe we had a little bit of a cold and we kept working. Maybe your back isn't feeling good, but you just keep on working. An infirmity is something that slows you down. Difficult to work with it. Difficult to run a household. Difficult to have a family, etc. That is what an infirmity is. And Jesus came and would speak to those infirmities and lay his hands upon those infirmities. And the sick recovered. It goes even deeper than that sometimes for the church. It's not just healing and recovery that we need, but infirmity is connected to our sins. The Bible says in James 5, confess your faults or your trespasses to one another, and you will be healed. And maybe your healing today here at church is you have ought against somebody else. You have sinned against somebody else, and you know it, and you are sick for it. If you will go to that brother or sister and confess your sins, watch God heal your body. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, that's a word for somebody. Don't be afraid of what anybody thinks. Do it before you leave here today. Division can cause sickness over doctrine, over methods, over systems, procedures. It happened in First Corinthians 11. And Paul told the church, many of you are sick, not because of the devil, but because of your divisions. You can't quit fighting. You're acting like a bunch of 14-year-old boys. Grow up. Get rid of the disputes and focus on what matters, and that is serving the Lord. Amen. And watch the healing come. Don't be divisive in this church, but get on the same page and get in agreement with the vision and watch God heal your body. Amen. Amen. God wants to take away infirmity today. Amen. And not only that, but God wants to take away unclean spirits out of our lives. They're attacking our minds, attacking our hearts, attacking our homes, attacking our livelihood, and attacking our salvation. Not all sickness is of the devil. Some of it is. You know, Jesus came up against a spirit of infirmity. There was a woman that was bowed over and could not stand up straight. It was nothing a chiropractor could fix. It was nothing a back surgeon could fix. It was an unclean spirit that caused her to stoop over like this. It was a spirit of infirmity. Now, every case is different. Every situation is different. But if you have a sickness in your body, you've gone to doctor after doctor and they cannot diagnose it, chances are it's nothing that can be seen with an x-ray. It's nothing that can be seen with a microscope. But it is an unclean spirit that is causing that sickness. And Dr. Jesus, the great physician, is in the house today to cast that out. Praise the Lord. Devils can cause more than sickness. Satan ultimately just wants to control your life. It's what he's tried to do from the very beginning. The Bible talks about it in Isaiah chapter 14. Before he was known as the devil, before he was known as the chief of demons, he was called by his spiritual name, Lucifer, the son of the morning. It says in Isaiah that this Lucifer, he wanted more status than what God would give him tried to exalt his throne above the stars of God. He wanted to sit on the mount of the congregation. He wanted to be up higher. He wanted to ascend up into the heights of the clouds and be like God himself. He wanted more status than what God was willing to give him. The first sin of Satan was not idolatry. It was not a perversion. It was not substance abuse. It was simply self-exaltation is what it was. Let me give you an example. Never happened in this church, but we got a phenomenal worship leader up here, Dr. Justin Larmy. What would... Yeah. What would happen if some schmo in the back said, I want to lead worship today, came up and took that microphone? First of all, you'd be tackled before you got the microphone. Security would be on it. And Lord knows what Sister Larmy might do to you, my goodness. And and just started without getting promoted by Bishop or anybody else. You said, I'm going to lead this worship service. And you start singing some song that nobody's ever heard of or nobody knows. And everybody just sits down on you. It'll never happen in this church, never happened before. But if it does happen, we'll be ready for you. You're committing the same sin as Lucifer. To exalt yourself. God is saying to his people, be content with the status he has given to you. Be happy with the ministry you have. But the minute you start thinking you're the youth pastor and you're not, get ready to be cast down. You start thinking you're the kid's pastor and start acting like the kid's pastor. Get ready to be cast down. You think you're this or think you're that. You're committing the same sin as Lucifer and get ready to be cast down. That's an example in the church, but you know what's going on in a lot of our lives? God has given you promises. God has given you status, and you know what the devil wants to do? Take your status from you and claim it for himself. And the Lord looked down from his throne and said, My throne is greater than yours, and your throne will never be greater than mine. You'll never be higher than the stars. You'll never sit on the mount of congregation. And because you wanted to go up higher before I would promote you, you are cast down and cast out. That's where you see the devil over and over in the Bible cast down, cast out. And I've come to tell you, just like in heaven itself, your mind and your heart and your soul, the devil has tried to go up higher in your life than what he is allowed to. He is trying to gain footings in your life and gain ground in your soul. And God is looking down and saying, oh, you're not going up higher anymore. Just like I cast him down up there, I'm casting him out here and down here for you. I've come to tell you, just as he was cast out in heaven, he's going to be cast out of your soul today. Praise the Lord understand this you and I are protected you know Job had a hedge of protection around him it was a spiritual wall probably of angels or just the force of the Holy Ghost that protected him and his values and it was only by the word of the Lord that the devil could do anything to him The name is a power. The blood is a power. The spirit is a power. Your faith is a power. But don't just think for one minute you can have all of these things and do whatever you want out there and you're going to be completely protected. Mm. I don't care how much essential oils you have rubbed on your face. How many vitamins you have. Sickness happens to the best of us. I'm glad you sing good. I'm glad you're teaching Bible studies. I'm glad you're making disciples. I'm glad you're a worshiper. But you start doing demonic things, you're going to open up a door for the devil inside of your life that you don't want. Mm. I know you love the word, and I'm glad you do. But you watch anime from 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. Don't be shocked if manifestations start happening in your house, scaring you to death so much you tear a a new back door through your house. We've got to be guarded with what we allow in our lives. Now, I believe it if you are spirit filled and you're walking with God, you've got a hedge. But you start doing demonic things, sinful things, ooh, you may be opening a door. I hear it a lot apostolics can't be possessed, but we can be oppressed. Well, what's the difference? Whether it's in or on the exterior or whatever, I don't want any of that in my life. You start opening up yourself to things, and it's been happening since COVID. Satan has come with new devices that we were not even ready for, and he has taken a foothold. And some of us have become demonically controlled. Call it oppressed, call it possessed, whatever you want, demonically controlled. You may be wondering, how could that happen to me? Ephesians chapter 4, it's a word not to sinners but to Christians. Don't give place to the devil. You give him a place in your life, he's going to start doing things to wreak havoc in your life. No place for the devil. Galatians 5, don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That yoke of bondage he had on your life in the past, don't think for one minute that he's given up on you. Oh, no, he wants his yoke back on your life. Don't be entangled again with that. First Timothy 4, people depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. How about that? Doctrines of demons. Be careful what you watch and what you read. There's a lot of things out there, familiar language, that's bad theology. Let me tell you this, foundationally, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There is only one God, amen, one God, and there is only one name that we are baptized by. And there is only one spirit we are filled with. We don't need to change it. We don't need a new message. It worked then. It worked now. We don't need a new doctrine. Watch out what the devil tries to teach you. Stick with the truth. Amen. Oh, Jesus' name. Heresy is in the earth. Doctrine is in the earth. And the devil is entering some of our lives through that manner. You know, Judas was a good disciple. He healed the sick. He cast out devils. But he got mad at how some money was spent by a woman who worshiped the Lord. He got mad how that money was spent. He said, we could have given that to the poor. We could have done this and that and the other. It was all a cover-up. It was all his own charity scam because in all reality he was a thief. And through that bitterness and that thievery, Satan himself entered his soul and betrayed the Lord. Don't think for one minute you are protected. Even Jesus said to Peter who challenged him, he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, if you're not with me. Called him Satan. Even happened to Ananias, Peter said, why has Satan filled your heart? We've got to remain protected, church. We've got to remain guarded. We've got to be in this world and not of this world because Satan goes about not only throughout the earth but even to the church going about like a roaring lion to seek and destroy and to devour your life. Don't be ignorant concerning his devices, but get wise and know when the devil is near and say, "Uh uh-uh, I've closed the door on that a long time ago. I've got Jesus. I've got TLC. I've got my friends here. I don't need this world, and I don't need what the devil has because the Lord already took all of that from me, praise the Lord. Keep your life right, keep your heart right, and watch your mind be demon free. Watch your soul be unclean spirit free. You'll live in liberty, you'll live in authority, you'll live in a dominion. That's what my God came to do, praise the Lord. But there are guests here today that have heard about this service and have heard about what the Lord can do here. You don't know the Lord like we do. If you're demon-possessed, you're in the right church. Welcome. You know, there are people out there that don't want to come to church because they're worried about what people think. We sung it today. I don't care what anybody thinks. That's how you got to feel. A few months ago, we had a sweet sister up here asked for me to cast a spirit out of her. And I'm like, well my goodness, yes, why not? She said, but I'm so worried of what's going to happen. I'm worried this thing is going to manifest. not want anybody to see it. She said, I don't want to be embarrassed. I said, I'm not going to let that happen. You're not going to be embarrassed. I'm about to embarrass that demon, and it happened. Praise God. But you want to know a secret how apostolics think? You come down here to the altar. You know what we're going to think. Oh, that's wonderful. That's awesome. Come down here and fall out. You know what we're going to think? That's awesome. We love it. Oh, let's see it. Yes. You're actually going to make us happy to bring your junk down at the altar. You're going to thrill us to death because we know what's going to happen in the future. We don't look at what you were, but what you could be someday. Amen. Bring the garbage down to the altar. Amen. Praise the Lord. Koshataya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, ye sinners. Hallelujah. Let's all stand in his presence. To this day, I've never told anybody you have a demon. And I never will. That's your judgment. I never go up to somebody and say, you're sick and you need to be healed. Never done that. I don't diagnose. Amen. If some of the partners we reached out to could join me at the front. I've never done that. But anybody these days who tells me they're tormented by an unclean spirit, like Bishop preached this past Sunday, I want to be a second mile Christian in a one mile world. And I want to go as far as I can to bring somebody out of darkness. The signs you may be demonically controlled. Don't think because we're American we're not susceptible to it. Oh, no, it's here, believe me. Yeah, mental oppression? Hmm. Controlling negative emotions. Compulsion to abuse your body. Chronic sickness. Attacks in your sleep. You're hearing voices. Paranormal experiences. Compulsive sinful behavior. And even things you say You become fascinated with false religions And things that oppose the true God You're involved and you practice The dark arts You have intense desires for what is abominable Immoral And obscene And maybe here in this service you have extreme restlessness In a spiritual environment And inside you feel hostile Toward the works of God I'm not saying it's concrete and it's a fact, but it could be you have an unclean spirit that wants your soul, but deep down inside of your heart, you're hungry for Jesus. I've come to tell you, you can leave free today. Whether you're a first-time guest or you've been here for 50 years, you've got the devil working in your life, we want to do some spiritual warfare for you. It really is a mystery, spiritual warfare, but some things that I've observed that happen when you are winning and conquering the enemy of your soul. A lot of times there is coughing that happens. It's a sign you're being delivered. Convulsing and crying out all biblical things that happened with Jesus to people he would minister to. These are not signs that the enemy is winning, but the sign that the demon is leaving you. Praise the Lord. And it wants to happen here today at the Life Church. You've got infirmities in your body you got migraine headaches. It's affecting your life. It's affecting your mood. You can't operate as a husband or a wife. You can't work because of the pain in your head. That's an infirmity, and the Lord wants to take it from you. Chronic pain in the back. Chronic pain in the knees. Constant digestive issues. God wants to take away that infirmity today in Jesus' name. Sister Janet, you over there? Raise your hand, Sister Janet. About four or five years ago, Sister Janet was in the ICU. There for a couple weeks. It was so intense that they wouldn't even let any of us get in there to see her. You know what I told the nurse? I said, can I stand in the doorway, and I'm going to hold up my phone and shine the flashlight, and I want you to cast my shadow over her. And the nurse said, do what? I said, it's in the Bible. Let me do it. You were asleep, Sister Janet, but I cast my shadow over you, and I prayed against that infirmity out of the hospital and a worshiper here today. Praise the Lord. Praise God. God took the infirmity. Brother Terry, wave your hand. Brother Terry Garavito. Two months ago when we had a service like this came forward, could hardly even stand up. Very, very weak, very, very sick. He's not out of the woods yet, but God is restoring that man's health. normally when I pray for somebody, I try to be gentle. You know, the Bible says laying on of hands, not the shaking of hands, you know, but I did something I've never done before. I grabbed brother Terry by a suit jacket and I started to shake him and I screamed in his face, you're not going to die. You're going to live. You're not going to die. You're going to live. And he texted me that week. He said, pastor, I hadn't been to the gym in years, but on Monday I woke up and went to the gym and I've got energy and I'm feeling better. And the doctors are telling me I'm doing better. That's healing, brother. And the Lord is helping you recover. Elder Paul Shaw, you back there? I know when brother Shaw's in the house cuz I see blankets and candy over there where he sits. That's a good spot. Elder Shaw, back in February, some of you know about the situation. We almost lost brother Shaw. He's over 70. He's ready to go anytime the Lord takes him. Bishop and I went into the hospital and saw him. Wasn't eating, could hardly even move, and was in a comatose state. And A lot of his family was around him. They were all trusting the Lord. Bishop and I got around him, and I looked at Brother Shaw, and I could see life still in him. I could feel the life still in his soul. Now, all of my family can sing, but I don't know why I didn't inherit that gene. I sing in the tune of Off. And I really don't sing much, but a song came over me like the old Pentecostals did. They would just start singing, and I started singing. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His embrace. I can feel the touch of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And I looked up and saw tears in all the eyes of the family. And faith arose. And you know what I saw? Brother Shaw, who was there under a blanket trying to keep warm in a comatose state, I saw that blanket go down and those arms shot out. And he's alive in the house of the Lord today. by the authority of the word of god and the power of the name of jesus infirmities are coming out today by the authority of the word of god and the power of the name of jesus demons are going to gonna come out today if you would like prayer for healing i invite you to come down to this altar if you would like prayer for deliverance come down to this altar make your requests known unto god don't worry about what anybody thinks today Amen. You're up against something. You're fighting. I ask you to come down today. Come on. You can win with the Lord today. You're sick body. Come down here today. Come on. Don't leave the same way you came. Share your requests with somebody. Come on. Don't be ashamed of what's inside of you. The Lord wants to take it from you today. Amen. You got faith for somebody today. Come down and pray with them. You've got a desire in your heart to see somebody set free. Come and pray with them today. Infirmity, leave the people now. Unclean spirit, come out of them now. Jesus' name, liberation. Jesus' name, freedom. Jesus' name, deliverance, come now. The real Jesus and the real heaven is with us today.